Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla, and we're so happy to have you here with us this morning. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the beautiful weather that you blessed us with, Lord. We thank you for the song of the birds that we get to enjoy, it, Lord, and we get mm-hmm. to see your beautiful creation. Lord, we thank you for all good things that you placed into our lives, Lord. And we ask that you'll impart your word, which is the best thing that you have to give to us, Lord, into our lives this morning, God, so that we're able to grow and mature and to be the sons and daughters that you've called us to be. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us as we dive into the scripture and continue our study in the book of Hebrews. We're in chapter 5, and this morning we're going to cover verses 12 through 14. So could I get a volunteer to, to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. For though, the, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full of who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a few short verses, but there is a lot contained within. So at this time we're gonna open up the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would all right, Layla. So something that the Lord was showing me about this uh, particular s- section of Scripture is that God expected us to mature and become spiritually adept in the things of righteousness he, because the Lord gives us everything we need to grow. So that's what he expects. He gives us the word. And of course, the word is good. He gives us everything that pertains to life and godliness. And it's it's just like when you feed a baby in the natural, the good parents give their babies milk and you know, when they are transitioning and they're starting to get the little teeth, they start to eat solid food and then, you know, they mature until they're able to cut their own steaks and feed themselves, essentially. And even in the natural, when the baby isn't eating or isn't growing the way they're supposed to, the parents have questions. There's something, uh, there is a concern that they have for that child because the lack of eating indicates that there's an issue that needs to be resolved. So for us in the spiritual realm, a lack of growth indicates that there's an issue on our behalf that needs to be solved. Because again, the Lord already gave us all good things pertaining to life and godliness so that we would grow. And if we're not growing, it's because we're not doing something we're supposed to. So when the Lord comes to check on us, he does have questions. Like, I expected you to be at least five years old now, but you're still in the cradle sucking a binky and just like parents they want to know what he wants to know what's going on and we can't blame the lord when we're not growing and we can't blame others either i mean there is uh, there is a a point if you will 
like if your pastor, for an example, isn't teaching the right things or isn't saying what the Lord is supposed to say, okay, there is there's some issue there, but what about you? How come you're not going to seek the Lord for yourself to get the word of God, to apply it to your life? How come you're not seeking him out and being diligent and, you know, getting the stuff that you need to make sure that you are growing into the son or daughter that God has called you to be. It shouldn't just depend on your parents or your pastor or your sister or your brother to give you the word of God. You should be going out and getting it yourself. And what the pastor brings or your parents brings, that's an added bonus because you desire that true, intimate, one-on-one relationship with God. Mommy and dad, as you say, often there's no secondhand anointing. I'm not going to heaven because you and dad are pastors because you have your own ministry and because, well, you let me record an episode or two, so I'm automatically going to heaven, even though I haven't put in any diligent effort beyond that to go seek the Lord for myself, to grow, to come to eating the meat of the word and not suckling milk out of a bottle for eternity. Now, there's nothing wrong with um, babies. They'll still make it to heaven, but God also wants us to mature. Nobody wants to change the diaper of a 40 year old here in the natural and the lord certainly doesn't want to do it in the spiritual realm so it's important that we are doing our part as well to make sure that we are growing spiritually and growing in a healthy way not just leaving it to somebody else and saying it's somebody else's fault if we're not amen well Layla, as you're speaking you brought up an interesting point of how god wants us to mature and which brought, reminded me of a scripture inside of Luke 13, verse 6 through uh, 9. And it says, He also spoke this parable. A certain man had planted a fig, had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit, well, but if not, after that you can cut it down. The same applies for us. As we read inside this parable, if we're constantly stagnant and unwilling to actually mature in the Lord, we won't be able to inherit the things of God. Romans 8.14 says those who are are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. That's me paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. And how only reason if we're led by the Spirit, that's automatically going to bring fruit. Because the fruit comes from the Lord. All increase comes from God. The same applies for our lives. We shouldn't be trying to do for our own strength. And that's the only way we're going to grow in Him. That is, by listening to God completely. And as a result, we'll be able to be called his and not called wayward. Flipping back to Hebrews. And words. Uh, sorry, Galatians. Where it talks about how that whatever is sorry in the, in the spirit cannot be finished in the flesh. Mm-hmm. The same applies here. We can't be trying to finish what God has started with our own works and using our own mental mind to try to comprehend the things of god we have to allow god to enlighten us if that makes sense but with the enlightenment we shouldn't be trying to stay inside one place and go well the lord hasn't given me anything because we constantly have to be moving forward when the lord wants us to wait it's always 
active, not passive. And because of because it's always active, the Lord is always able to teach us. And therefore, those who are who aren't growing in Him do not want to, won't listen to the Lord. <laughs> that makes sense. It does. It does make sense. All right. Let's. And it, and if there are any questions, let's clear it up here now. Right. So, uh, we had a conversation recently about what people, children especially desire and they're usually what they perceive or, or want to be at right and very early on children want to be ahead of where they're at right they want to grow up quickly and be adults or what they perceive adulthood to be like right yes yes but when you boil it down to the core of it what are they really looking for it's not to do whatever they want. It's to have no accountability and no consequences. Because when they see a parent, when a child sees a parent relax or say, no, I, I'm not going to do that today, right? What they have been shielded from is both the accountability aspect and that there are consequences to that action, that choice, that decision. So in, a, in the mind of a child, there is a freedom, and it's usually expressed in the form of, I can do whatever I want to do. And nobody can tell me and nothing. And nobody can, exactly. And no one can tell me nothing. No, you're not the boss of me, right? I'm the boss, and then I get to dictate what happens, right? Mm-hmm. But is that truly adulthood? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. But when you get down to the core of it, this is what Paul is talking about here. He's saying, you have professed to be at this spiritual state for so long. Right? It goes back to verse 11. right? You've become dull of hearing. But then he says, for this time you ought to be teachers. right? You have said you've been in Christ so long that you should be at this level of maturity. And we can find those levels of maturity in 1 John believe chapter 2 yeah begins in verse 12 right there's little children like infants Mm -hmm. then there are children as in like toddlers then there are young men as in adolescents right or teenagers to young adults and then there are fathers right pointing out parents right what is the difference in all of those things not only knowledge and know-how, right? Wisdom, knowledge, sound counsel, and understanding of what's required, when it's required, and all those things, right? Not just in that individual's life, but also in the lives of those around them. But there's also a level of experience that has been demonstrated over time, propelling Right, confirming that they are actually, in fact, at the level that they're claiming to be at. Right? Yes. They're, they're not just words. There is action and fruit behind the words, demonstrated, corroborating the confession. Right? Yes. Yeah. What Paul's addressing here, he's saying, you're saying this one thing. You're saying you're at this level of maturity. 
But he, but then he's saying, based on all of this stuff here, that's not where you're at. You think you are a parent. You think you are an adult. But we're still on the milk of the word, right? Yes. yes. You're yes. only able to handle the, the milk or the infantile things of the scriptures. But you claim, hey, we've had this, this word for forever. Mm-hmm. So he said, where is the functioning in that level, right? So, so it's a question we have to ask our, ourselves is, where am I truly at with, in my walk with the Lord? And I'll, I'll phrase this another way, and I think it's an even better form of the question. It's not about what we perceive our spiritual state or state of maturity to be. Mm-hmm. What's the Lord's testimony concerning our spiritual state? What's his perspective concerning mm-hmm. it? Because that's the only one that matters. Absolutely. So what does the Lord say about our state of maturity? Mm-hmm. There's, there's only one well done that anyone should be looking for mm-hmm. at, at the matter. end of this race. Mm-hmm. There's only one that's going to matter. <laughs> that's it. Mm-hmm. That's not about how many people you you convinced or, or deceived Who's through thought? religious mm-hmm. thought and ideology mm-hmm. and traditions. And none of those things matter except what the Lord says about it. Amen. So... Is something for us to examine ourselves within this. Mm-hmm. So we're not caught up in the same things. That we're not holding a misperception and stating that as fact and gospel. Amen. 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 Um, and, and verse four, it also indicates something else. Um, verse four? I'm sorry, 14. Okay. <laughs> and because it says, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age. Mm-hmm. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And we talked about this in a previous, you know, one of a, an episode in a previous chapter that unlike natural maturity, spiritual maturity is not automatic. Amen. It doesn't just happen because you're on the earth. <laughs> um, physical maturity will happen in the absence of brain function um, and it will just go. So absolutely. And the body will demonstrate all the symptoms of, maturing even if the person isn't physically capable to dress themselves cook their food talk any of those kind of things if the reason think exactly right, thought it processes and rationale and logic yes. right the children once they're born they start growing and yes you need to feed them and nourish them but their height changes you know without them going i think i'm going to grow today I want to grow today, right? It just happens. But the spiritual maturity and growth is not the same thing. You can get saved and remain a baby for 50, 60, 80 years of your life. Indefinitely. And 80 years of your spiritual life. That's what I'm talking about. And the natural growth does not translate to spiritual growth. So just because you're 14 in the natural doesn't mean that you're an infant in Christ. And just because you're 80... Or 120 in the natural doesn't mean that you're 120 in the spiritual sense, that you represent that much maturity. Right. So Even when, if you've professed Christ for that long. Exactly. Exactly. And that's you, what Paul's addressing here. And he says that they exercise their senses. And really what that means is that they use their faith and they mm-hmm. apply themselves to understanding and practicing the things of God. They have used the faith and the word to grow up internally and not just reading and memorization because that doesn't equal anything, but they read the word, they believe the word, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. They believe the word that was sp- spoken to them and then they applied Amen. what the word 
was indicating or instructing. First and foremost to their lives. To their life. And then second to the lives of those assigned to their, that the Lord has assigned to their care, Mm -hmm. whether it's their own biological children Mm -hmm. or it's the spiritual children that the Lord has given and said, you teach these ones, right? Like you said with Abram or Abraham, I'm going to tell Abraham what I'm about to do because he will teach his children, not one of the children. He said he will teach his children as in all of them will be taught about the Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen. And he taught his entire household. Exactly. Um, so there was an expectation that he was talking to them that they should have been believing God this entire time and growing up spiritually so that when Christ came on the scene in the natural, they under- they would have understood him. But because they chose to forsake this the obligation to pursue spiritual growth, they didn't have the fruit of it. And so he came looking for fruit, right? Jesus came to the fig tree, which is a representative of Israel, um, and looked for fruit, but didn't find any. So he came looking for faith, but didn't find what he was looking for. Um, And actually the centurion is the one that impressed him, and he wasn't from Israel. Wasn't of the household of Israel, So just a a metaphoric reference there. Um, But that's what the Lord is looking for, faith. And even when the disciples uh, were coming up in ministry with him and they were being discipled by the Messiah himself, he would ask them, where is your faith? What are you doing with yours? Uh, many times, uh, oh, ye of little faith, or how long must I bear with you? Or I mean, like, I mean, how long before you get this? Exactly. He said it a variety of ways. And he literally said, where is your faith? Where is it, right? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It doesn't get any closer than hearing it right out of the Messiah's mouth. And Mm -hmm. still, they chose to not operate in that faith. To not apply it to their life. Exactly. Now, part of that was because they were blinded because they had their perspective of what the Messiah was supposed to be doing, what they thought was going to happen, and that hindered them from perceiving the true plan of God and the real plan of God and the action and activity that was happening around them. So for us, and and as he's talking to them here, let us make sure that we are circumspect. We are on the same wavelength of the father and that we are in alignment with him. So we don't miss the plan of God going before us and happening all the way around us because we think things are supposed to be happening, happening a certain way because we're distracted by our own perspective. I'm sure they did not like being occupied by Rome. I'm sure that it was not easy. Mm. But that overshadowed them having the full perception of the Messiah. And so it lessened their experience. Now, God is a gracious God, and he already knew Holy Spirit was coming. And he was like, that's okay. I have much to tell you, but you can't, you're not mature enough for it right now. You can't handle it now. Because you're not mature enough for it. So, you know, that's okay. Holy Spirit's coming. He's going to explain it to you, right? And that's just like parents. You don't sit down and start discussing bills with a five-year-old, a kindergartner. You don't bring them to the table and have them get their checkbook out and start running through, well, what you got in your account? Okay, this is, these are Teaching the bills that are due this Accounting month. and managerial exactly. accounting. And <laughs> or even holding them responsible to pay mm-hmm. those bills. You don't have those conversations with kindergartners. So God is saying, come on up. Let's grow up mm-hmm. so that you are able to grasp everything that God wants to share with you. Amen. All right. I know there's a lot in there. So let's let's allow ourselves time to to meditate on that. Allow the Holy Spirit to 
to minister to our, our hearts and our minds concerning his word. And let's get his thoughts and his perspective on where what is our spiritual state? What's the Lord's testimony of where we're at with him spiritually? And then, are you satisfied with his answer? Or do you desire to go deeper, desire to move forward? Or do you desire to receive all that the Lord has for you in your growth and development in him? So, let's pause there. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close us out in prayer, please? I will. All right, promise. Lord, I just thank you for being our God, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for pointing out the flaws in us, Lord, so that we may go and correct them, Lord, so that we so that we may become more like you, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for giving us an obvious standard, Lord, and telling the and using allowing the Holy Spirit to enlighten us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Amen. In Jesus' amen. name, Amen. 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 Oh, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on Connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says Subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.